So this is an emergency podcast for OUinsider.com. If you don't already subscribe, you're wasting your time because Brandon Drum had the news that we're talking about today, which is DeMarco Murray is returning home to Oklahoma. B, what's up, man? Yeah, man. So, uh, Dill is and I felt pretty comfortable with my report. I mean, as comfortable as you're ever going to feel whenever you report something. Uh, but even more so after, uh, I'm trying to think, is it the Shear uh, on uh, Arizona, what's his name? Uh, Jason, Jason Shear. yeah. Yeah, after he called me and said that he heard the exact same thing and was reporting it, and then he put it up. Obviously, he put it up on Twitter. We had it on the VIP board probably 30, 40 minutes before it ever got on Twitter, and I had tweeted out stuff hinting towards people because, you know, we have to do the whole subscriber thing and the VIP guys that are subscribed to us, they get the news first. Uh, but it's free on OUinsider.com. You can read my report. Uh, I have the quotes. I have all this stuff that are going to be very interesting to you. But I thought the one thing that stood out to me throughout this whole process was it made sense. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray makes sense. He has a relationship with the staff. He's been around the program a ton. He became a media member, called some OU football games while with Fox Sports. Um, has a stellar relationship, obviously, with Kel Gundy because Kel Gundy was his running backs coach while at Oklahoma. Um, and he has a great relationship with the OU administration. So it fit. He's a big name. And I've even talked to a five-star in a day after this was announced. And I'm not going to say who it was. I'm going to let the VIP, obviously, I know people are going to be mad. Well, this is a podcast, and you need to tell us, and blah, blah, blah. VIP guys, people that pay for it are going to get it first. But this five-star running back said, this makes me like Oklahoma even more, and I already like them a lot. My relationship with Coach Riley is strong. I can only imagine how much better it's going to be after they announce Coach Murray. Verbatim out of his mouth. And that ought to make the needle move quite a bit if you're an OU fan to see exactly what this hire does for Oklahoma. It moves the needle for every kid. And if you don't think it doesn't, try a, and I'm not saying this is who it was because it wasn't, try a Kamar Wheaton from Dallas. You don't think if DeMarco Murray walks in that room that the needle's not going to move a lot with him? That kid probably idolized DeMarco Murray. He was the NFL leading rusher, the NFL MVP. In 2014. It's 2014, right? Yes, it was 2014. Yeah, 2014. So those kids grew up idolizing this guy. They were in 8th, ninth, 10th grade when they were, uh, or 8th, ninth, 7th, 8th grade, 6th, 7th, 8th grade when he was doing the things he was doing. So that's all they've known their whole life is DeMarco Murray was a really good running back for the Cowboys and the Eagles. Period. That's all they know. So this is a huge hire uh, from talking to sources in Arizona, he's actually a really good recruiter. It's hard to recruit to Arizona. It is hard to recruit football at Arizona. Basketball, easy. Football, hard. And he had two of the top recruits, even though they were three-star, two of the top recruits for the 2020 class. So uh, people say he's getting more comfortable with the recruiting trail. He's a very good communicator. He's well-liked. As a matter of fact, one source told me the players absolutely love DeMarco Murray in Arizona. So when all this stuff gets finalized, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I like the hire. I like the hire for the same reasons that you like the hire. I like the hire because it fits, but I, it, it felt like it was just too good because we'd already come up with it. 
You know, we'd already said it. Hey, look, running back coach leaves, go get DeMarco Murray. He's right there at Arizona. He spent a year with Kevin Sumlin, who was the co-offensive coordinator at Oklahoma when DeMarco Murray set records, when he rushed for over 3,600 yards, when he did everything but play in the 2008 National Championship game, for which many of us remember. Also means that I probably have to retire my spray tan jokes, but obviously not today. Look, I have my reservations about whether or not he can recruit on the on the charisma of who he is, right? We know what the resume of who he is is going to mean to many of these five stars and what it's going to mean to many OU running backs, but it ain't like Oklahoma's ever had a hard time recruiting running backs because, well, as great as DeMarco Murray is, and he is great, the pedigree for being an Oklahoma running back is greater. So on that front, if he doesn't go get Kamar Wheaton, if he doesn't go get a five-star tailback in 2021, I'm going to be the first person to say he didn't. Now, if you bring in DeMarco Murray, that is what you are going to do. Because why else do you bring in a guy who's only got a year of coaching experience with position who, yeah, was a great player, but we also know that great players don't always become great coaches because they never had to learn how to be great fundamentally sound players because they've always just been athletic talents. Coming out of Bishop Gorman as well, right? So private school, also can you recruit to public school? I understand that his name and his reputation in the NFL, let alone Oklahoma, got him into a lot of houses that Arizona just doesn't necessarily get into. But I do like pairing him with this staff. If for no other reason, Kale Gundy is king recruiter at Oklahoma. And if he's willing to listen, if he's willing to learn, if he allows the staff to grow him up, he can be remarkable. But until it happens, I'm going to be the guy over here saying there are things he can work on. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair. Uh, he's got to have. He's, there's some things he's going to have to uh, get better. He's only been doing it for a short amount of time, right? So, which also is not a, necessarily what Oklahoma ends up hiring, right? They don't no, usually no, end up hiring I mean, a guy that hadn't been doing this for some time. No, and and the point, the I guess um, the best point about this whole deal is that um, um, he is not. I, look, I, I was told this verbatim by a, another source down in Arizona. He's a no not DeMarco Murray is a no-nonsense guy. He didn't exactly fit in, in with the culture at Arizona so much with his mentality because we all know that Kevin Sumlin isn't exactly um, he's a player's coach that, you know, right. is kind of 100%. He, he likes to have a little fun. You know what I mean? You know what right. I'm talking about. Yes, it's not, DeMarco yes, Murray comes from, comes from a uh, NFL and the University of Oklahoma background where it's completely no nonsense. I mean, you get your crap done, whether you're at OU, whether you're at the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, that's what you do. And that's his background. That's where he was brought up and how he became uh, who he is today. So knowing that, he's probably going to be, that's another reason why he's going to be seamless into this transition because of who he is. Um, I think that, his, the way he coaches, the way he goes about things, fits Oklahoma. I think another way to, to look at this, right, is not necessarily what can he do and what can he do. Who else did they want to go get? You know, that's really a, a yeah. good question to ask here because 
B, I would, I would shake a tree and the names that I would come up with were not necessarily names that I was enthusiastic about, right? Like we talked a bit about Joey McGuire. He ends up staying at Baylor, but I'm enthusiastic about him because of his reputation as a Texas high school football coach and being able to recruit the state of Texas and, and help you as a guy who has been coaching for the better part of 20 years. So in that way, this feels like a home run hire because it ain't like there were just a, a bevy of running back coaches out there that you wanted to go get because it's just not normally the kind of position coach that is in demand. Yeah, the, this this is one of those deals where I was told that Oklahoma went strictly after DeMarco Murray. Like that, the, the second the position came open, it was boom. They went after DeMarco Murray. They got clearance from Arizona. Uh, and I reported that when it happened, and then they interviewed him. So it went from zero to ninety to nothing super quick with this process. Uh, once, once Lincoln Riley decided because he was on vacation when all this stuff started going down, and then you see Bolware, you know, leave, and uh, there was a lot going on behind the scenes during that period of time. Um, and they were trying to get the Ruffin deal finalized and all this too, all during the same time period. Uh, and then Bolware leaves instantly. DeMarco Murray was the first name that came up, and it made sense. And at that point, OU reached out, asked for permission, and to Kevin Sumlin's credit, he actually pushed DeMarco into that direction and said, you need to go take this job. So, I mean, that that shows you the relationship that Sumlin still has with the University of Oklahoma with his time that he coached there. Also shows you what kind of a head coach Kevin Sumlin has been because yes. I want to take this this time to remind folks that both Cliff Kingsbury and Jake Spavadol each worked for him, and he was very bullish on them having co- coaching opportunities. Sumlin has not been shy about trying to grow his head coaching tree as opposed to trying to keep coaches with him that he probably isn't going to be able to hang on to in the first place because – he has a really great reputation for hiring rising stars and also shipping them out to places where they do well. I mean, I'll remind people that he was a coordinator for Cliff Kingsbury before he was a head coach in the NFL, right? And there's a lot of things that have been said about Kevin Sumlin, but I think the thing that gets missed is just how good he has been at evaluating talent and at pushing that talent out the door to take other jobs. Yes, he has. He's always been very good. I mean, he did it with... uh... Man, I just went to uh, Hollywood over there uh, at Kingsbury, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that tells you everything you need to know, um, that he is one of those guys that if you're going to be a really good uh, coach for him and you're an assistant and he thinks you can move up the ladder somewhere else that maybe there's not an opening with him, he's going to help you do that because he wants to see you grow. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a people person, so um, I think that is probably the best way to describe Kevin Sumlin. Uh, and, and if you're an Oklahoma fan, you probably really appreciate it. Uh, DeMarco Murray was only making $235,000. I can rest assure you he's going to be making more than that. The well, it's also Arizona, so let's not throw too much shade <laughs> no, no. over there. Okay. But No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But the other thing is, is DeMarco Murray is already in good financial standing with the millions that he made in the NFL. He's made probably close to a million dollars with Fox Sports when he was an analyst for them. And obviously, you know, he's probably uh, where he was making $235,000 as a coach uh, for Arizona. So there's there wasn't – he doesn't need a big contract. And I think Oklahoma 
can still hire him. Well, there's nothing maybe, there's there's nothing to give him a big contract for in in I head coaching. That, I mean, you could get him for three hundred thirty five thousand dollars, and that will still well, save. Well, you're good. You're going to get him at three seventy five because that's the lowest that any any okay, assistance making. So three seventy five. Right. So you'll get him at three seventy five, and that's still what I'm told uh, from several people is that Lincoln Riley has about two million dollars in assistance. Uh, assistant coach money he's going to be able to divvy out. Uh, obviously, you can add on to that with some freed-up money, probably another 600000 with the freed-up money from uh, I don't uh, know, Ruffin, man. and then uh, the freed-up money that Boulware brought in. Well, all right, so he, let me— Tomorrow is going to take some I want to—I want to—I want to—I want to back, back up on that just for a second, right? Because okay. two things. One— whether or not you hire somebody as your defensive end, outside linebackers, replacement, even if that person coaches another position, is something I want to touch on. But also, associate head coach too is probably the position that they're going to be given to make them get more money. But I also want to add in here, anybody, if if Demarco Murray is making more money than Dennis Simmons, I have a problem. Not even close. Dennis Simmons making five hundred thousand. I'm just what you said. Six hundred came out of your mouth, so that's why I was pushing back. I'm not talking back. about him. I'm talking about the defensive side. I was trying to get to that. Well, that's where they, there there's a bunch of money freed up for the defensive side, and then he has that two million that I told that it was around there. A couple people that I trust have told me Riley was given verbally from uh, obviously the board of regents hasn't met, but verbally just told, hey, we're going to allot you about two hundred thousand dollars in assistant money. To give raises and all that, so you know those guys that are already on contract, already on uh, campus, the coaches, they're going to get another big raise. They get a raise every year because they keep making the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean it's going to be bigger, and the Uh, price of living for those guys keeps going up. I I just look, I I have a hierarchy for for this staff, right? That's already in my head that I think many people have a hierarchy with, which is Grinch is going to make more than anybody else because he's your top assistant. Then it needs to be Beedenbow, right? Then it needs to be Dennis and or Kale, depending on how you feel about recruiting, right? But seeing what Dennis has been able to do the last three years, I have a hard time not pulling for that dude to be the third highest paid assistant at Oklahoma. Just he's pe- turned down some jobs. What right? To stick around at Oklahoma. Right. That I'm not gonna say. Well, but I'm just throwing that right. I'm throwing that into the mix. But knowing all of that and knowing that Ruffin has decided to step away from football to take care of an ailing father. You put together a VIP story about the hot board as you see it for the associate head coach job, for which I think is just a friggin' title, but, you know, whatever. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, I think, well, I mean, what I think they're going to do and what they do is completely different. What I think they should Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do is go after a... Uh, Eric Henderson, Kuglowski, and or um, somebody of that ilk. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I got to go to my hot board now because uh, I got to go look at it real quick. Sure. To see all the names I put on there because hey, I can't remember. Well, everything. well, well. Uh, one that you got to remove is Dennis Johnson, who took yeah, a job Dennis, at Baylor. And I was high on that. I thought the dude was making two hundred sixty thousand dollars. Oklahoma should have been in that 
like from the get go. He was he was a great recruiter for LSU. He tore both of his ACLs, so he had to be off the field. He was basically in a wheelchair at some point. For which so I, now, I need the story on how an assistant coach tears both I of his have no ACLs. I how that happened. Because I remember reading this story, and Ed Orgeron's like, yeah, he's going to be an analyst now. Why? Because he can't walk. <laughs> he can't be a defensive line coach if he can't walk. So I was like, wait a second. How, did, how does an assistant coach end up with double knee surgery? I need that story. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think Elijah Robinson, the uh, Texas A&M defensive line coach, that has, uh, he's been – you know, he coached under Rule at Temple. Uh, he was Baylor before moving to uh, A&M in 2018 when uh, Jimbo Fisher went to A&M. Uh, they just gave him another raise. But I think with, obviously, the uh, uh, 2 to $2.4, $2.5 million that Riley, you know, sources, rumored, has to uh, divvy out to assistants, you could potentially get into a bidding war with uh, A&M. And I know from what I'm told that uh, whoever they go after – they're going to throw out some pretty good money. They didn't do it with McGuire because they didn't think that he was, they threw, I'm told like 500 something thousand dollars at him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I couldn't confirm that one way or the other. I just know that they were in talks. Um, but, uh, 500 something thousand dollars is what I was told, uh, with McGuire. Uh, but that was because he'd been a coach for three years. Uh, so, uh, they thought maybe, that would be a pretty good price for him. Um, and it was more than what he was making at Baylor, but obviously Baylor gave him almost 800000 So that was hard to beat, and his family liked Baylor. But the uh, thing is is that uh, Zarnell Fitch is a good fit, TCU defensive line coach. Um, he's from Star Spencer. Uh, he has Oklahoma ties. Obviously, he played at TCU, uh, so he has really strong ties to TCU. But he has Oklahoma ties. He's got really strong Texas recruiting ties. He's a great developer of talent, and people seem to like him. And he's been a really good – he was the head of the recruiting department at one time at TCU. So his, he's helped that program get to where they are. Chris Wilson, his resume speaks for itself. He was a former OU assistant, former OU player, um, has won a Super Bowl. He is uh, coaching as – he's been the head coach in the D.C. at Mississippi State. He has uh, also been uh, the defensive line coach at Georgia – uh, several other places, Philadelphia Eagles, where he won a Super Bowl, and now he's a def- USC, and now he's a defensive assistant at Arizona Cardinals. He fits everything about this as an outside linebacker. Go- Coach goes, Craig Kuglowski, who's been at Missouri for 24 years, and I mean, RJ, you know who he's brought out of Missouri. I mean, goodness gracious, some studs, right? Um, Shane Ray, uh, Alden Smith. Uh, who else was he produced out of there? I'm trying to think. Edge rusher-wise. I think Michael Sam is his, too. Yeah, Michael Sam was his because he was there during that time period. And the thing is, is Grinch was there twice during that time period, so I know. Yeah, but one of those was like as a grad assistant, so I'm not really. Yeah, but I mean, they're close. They know each other really well. Yeah, no, no, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I know for a fact this guy's interested because I've talked to several sources around him. Can I – I I went plug-in with a a note, and I wanted you to get back to your board here, but I went plug-in with this, like – what was stopping anybody from just giving Brinston Buckner a call? What was stopping anybody from just calling him? I don't know. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that that is reported, right? I'm not. That's not what I'm getting at. I was just thinking, who would I want to take this job, right? Who would I actually right. absolutely just be like, yeah, that dude's worth a truckload of money, and I'd like to see what he could do with this defense and this and help with this defensive line, and also give you somebody to give 
Thibodeau more than just a capable set of hands. But anyway, I was just throwing it in there. Please continue. Yeah, no, yeah the other, the other guy, two guys that I have that I think uh, obviously I talked about Elijah Robinson earlier from Texas A&M. Um, Eric Henderson, the LA Rams defensive line coach. Right. I've talked to two sources around him, and one source is very very close to him uh, that said if Oklahoma was to reach out, uh, he would be one hundred percent interested in that job, uh, and. I don't think he's getting paid a substantial amount of money. And, you know, he's only coaching uh, Aaron Darnold and Dominican Sue. And, well, and, uh, Sue's not there anymore. But... Not a bad not a bad trio um, of guys. Not bad, right? I mean, he should be okay. And he also is from Louisiana. Uh, and he has Georgia and Texas coaching ties. Um, and he was the Oklahoma State quality control guy originally. Uh, he's been a UPTSA defensive line coach. He's got strong ties in Louisiana, Texas, Georgia, and Oklahoma. All three of those, all four of those school uh, states, are hotbeds for Oklahoma recruiting. Ironically, so he would be an excellent fit. And the fact that he's super interested, I'm told, would be uh, even more. And then this guy right here makes more than more than anything. Anything is Rick Haley, the Missouri def- current Missouri defensive line coach. You want to know why it makes sense? Because he's coached at Texas, he has strong Texas ties, and um, he's also coached the Bears, defensive line coach back in the day when when Tommy Harris and Dusty Vorchek were manning the defensive line for them. So um, those are guys, and he's only making like six hundred thousand dollars a year. So they could definitely get him and afford him. Uh, one more name that I wanted to throw into this was Jerry Montgomery. I just did. I just really enjoyed the way that he was able to converse with the kids, the way that he was able to get along with the kids. Now, I understand that he also had the entire defensive line when he was last here, and I don't know that he would want to share privileges in that way. But just there's a bunch of dudes for which that this makes sense. I think Brick is also at the top of the list, as I see it. But there are guys for which I would really like to have this job. There are 10th assistants that I would really love to see just on this staff that when things happen, you know, like DeMarco Murray won't be here very long if if he's very good, right? He's not going to be Kale Gundy. He's not even going to be Jay Bolware. If he's able to turn around a pretty good class and they're able to make a college football playoff for the next couple of years, there's no reason to believe that man's not an offensive coordinator elsewhere. It's just about whether or not he would want to take a job in a group of five program or in a power five program because it's really that's where he's looking at. His trajectory is such because of his pedigree as a player. But no, those are... I mean, for the most part, I don't really have a problem with any of those names. I do think that if you're going to entertain guys that are in the NFL right now, perhaps entertain, well, one of the best who was out of a job, right? Because I don't know what John Green was thinking about, but apparently he thinks Rod Marinelli better fits fits the best defensive line turnaround in the NFL this year. Like, that was the thing that I was really getting at, man. It's, It's being able to take a group of guys that weren't very good and flipped them into something that is very good, which is what Grinch does. But also getting somebody on this staff that all, that he knows that he's worked with has seemed to work, right? Because Roy Manning and Brian Odom, people don't have a problem with what they were able to do this year and making a staff that looks more like him and looks more like what he knows and understands is only going to help you. No. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, you talked about pedigree there. Uh, with DeMarco Murray, and I think you're 100% right that he is a fast riser, and that's another thing people were talking about out of Arizona. They said, this guy, no-nonsense fast riser. He wants it. 
He wants to be great. He wants to move up in the ranks, and he wants to be considered one of the better coaches in college football. I think he enjoys the college football aspect of it all. Uh, do I think he can move to the NFL at some point and be a deep uh, running backs coach in the NFL? Yeah, but I think it would be really hard to pull. Now that he's with Oklahoma, it's going to be hard to pull him away at any point. It's going to have to be the perfect job for him. You know what I mean? Like, to leave where you're at. Because I talked to a source about TCU and Malcolm Kelly. They were worried. Worried that OU was going to just move Gundy back to running backs coach and they were going to try to poach Malcolm Kelly from TCU. Now, the source told me he had a buyout that was quite substantial for only having one year left on his contract. Uh, And also that Malcolm Kelly had told you know, Coach Patterson, that he was going to be there for two years or more. So um, all those promises are made, but I can tell you TCU was biting their nails. That they were just going to say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and move Dennis Simmons to the inside, put Malcolm Kelly on the outside, move uh, Gundy to, out, uh, to running back coach, and hire Malcolm Kelly, and they would have another empty spot. Talking about a guy that pulled Quentin Johnson, four-star wide receiver, from Texas. Flipped him. Flipped him. Flipped him. Flipped him. So yeah. they were worried because he's a supposedly Malcolm Kelly is a stellar recruiter. Um, and I know Malcolm. He's a good dude. I got to talk with him and hang out with him last year at the AFCA in San Antonio. And uh, he's he's a good guy. Very, very, very knowledgeable. And he wants it bad in this in that industry. And he wants to be great. I think the I- irony in all this is that wouldn't it be crazy if DeMarco Murray at some point becomes one of the wide receiver coaches at OU? And DeMarco Murray's a running back coach. 2007, <laughs> the the 2007 Oklahoma Sooners team's already back. <laughs> so I'm not as enthusiastic kind of about that as some are, but I'm also not as nostalgic as some are. Like I, I don't, right. I don't. That, that's fair. That's I, fair. I just, I don't care who the assistants are. I care can they win a friggin' semifinal? That's what I care about, right? I, I think I think you speak for a lot of. Uh, well, I mean, because 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 we're in a we're in a stage where. People are hip hip hooraying over Demarco right. Murray, and I'm like, cool, whatever, I get it, great player, good for him. But if you're gonna keep getting sunned in the semifinal, what good is it? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get upset about it, right? Because I get it that you know this is his time and whatnot. And you mentioned Malcolm Kelly and Demarco Murray and how people feel about that freestyle that ain't very good. Yeah, I said it, but I, look, I I don't care. That is blast. What you just said is complete blast. Fight me. <laughs> you know what? Don't at, at, at RJ underscore young. Hit me up on the board. I know from freestyles. Right it ain't that good. RJ said Malcolm Kelly's rap was soft. It was. It uh, is. It remains uh, oh. so. You know what? Only the people oh. that aren't seeped in hip hop and rap understand what I'm getting at here. Look. Dude. I am, and I still like it because it was cool because of just the ambience. All right, all right, B, rap. Man, I can't rap. Well, then what are you? What are we doing? Just because I can't rap doesn't mean that's like you know the analogy you just made is like saying it's different. Oh, it's a certain significance, a certificate of authenticity you never even see, but it's everything to me. It's my credibility. You never seen, heard, smell a minute from, and see who's incredible upon the same pedestal as just, me. Did you just? Like, are you quoting somebody? I name? am quoting. I said rap. Okay, I could do that. Then do it. Do it. Freestyle. Go. Freestyle. Go. Rap. No, rap? no, just just sing somebody else's lyrics. Just go. Oh my gosh, I let me think of one right quick. God dang it. 
I'm not good on the spot. Hold on. Um, I even did it on the radio the other day when they were playing. You're stalling. I know because I can't think right now. When I'm on the spot, you already know I get nervous. So, um. What are you talking about? You got a radio show. I know, but I can't do it on the spot. Oh, my. What? Okay. Uh, nowadays, everybody want to talk that they got something to say. When you went to him and him and him and him and him. I did. You get still my god. You my god. But oh I did. my god! So there you go. <laughs> you didn't even go to Tech Nine like every other OU fan. Holy <laughs> gross! Oh, hey, hey. Is he in jail? Tech? Are you kidding? Tech's older than you are. Who am I thinking of? The guy with all the tattoos that can't rap at all. How do you confuse Six Nine with Tech Nine? Tech Nine. That's what I was thinking. How do you confuse uh, Ari? How do you confuse Master Yates? With this fool that's out here snitching. How do you get Midwest choppers screwed up with this fool that's out here talking about stupid on the breakfast club? What are you doing right now? Yeah. That's my bad. I apologize to Tech 9. You just told me that you knew rap, B. I do. You know I do. This is this is a dumb conversation. Get back to the sports. No, because I I said a thing and you took umbrage with it. I, I did with the Murphy thing just because of the ambiance of it all. Well, the, 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 I don't know because because look, I get it. The man was in a locker room. It wasn't for public consumption. Somebody videoed it and put it on the internet. All right, it's probably not his best work. Okay, but it ain't that good. Okay, it's cool that it ain't his best work because I'm sure Malcolm Kelly could do better if he knew that somebody was just going to be in there taking film while he's just trying to jam with his boys. But now y'all got this out here and we got people that's randomly retweeting this rap like it's just great. No, it's not. It's not just great. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> you know me. Bring, bring, bring the noise. Bring the noise. All right. So my point here, right, is also in that you're bringing in DeMarco Murray and the star power. What does this mean for Chip Viney and Zach Hansen, especially since you're going to go get another defensive end coach as opposed to maybe moving some spots around and creating another another position? Um, so here's what I think right now is going to happen is that, that see, that's the scenario that we I said earlier that I think is also possible is – Viney getting a position. I mean, do I think it's going to happen? I lean towards no, but at the same time, I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen because of it. Now, I talked to this person just this past week, um, and they said that there are some within the program that feel like Roy Manning would be a great fit, obviously, at DN outside linebacker. Because he was an outside linebacker. It's outside his position. Linebacker. It's his position group. Yeah, it was yeah. his position. I mean, he brought Jalen Phillips to, to UCLA. That was the number right. one recruit and an outside linebacker. It fits. And he turned her, but this person, yeah, and he turned her, he turned, you know, that, that, that recruit into, was shocked. It was kind of shocking when Phillips ended up at uh, UCLA. But mm -hmm. uh, this person, the source that I spoke with, also said that there's also a growing belief inside the uh, – the program that Manning is really, really good at, you know, helping install the scheme at cornerback, helping the guys get more confident and doing things that they didn't do 
in previous years at Oklahoma. So they think another year under him, they could take another big step. Uh, so there's some hesitancy to move Manning out of that spot. Uh, and also the fact that Vine only has one year experience coaching at Nevada as a cornerbacks coach. He was obviously on the recruiting staff. Ta- time out, time out, time out. This is, the part, this is the part where I say DeMarco Murray has how much experience coaching running backs? Right, I know, but I was. this is where I was coming back with that. This is where I was about to, to actually trump that belief. Viney also is known for working with the cornerbacks after practice is over for long periods of time and coaching them. I mean, going back and to and Julian Wilson, that dude was just in Viney's corner the whole time. Right. And that was years right. ago. Right. And he's been doing that for years. Sanchez is known, Zach Sanchez was known for working with Viney, and we all know he was a good cornerback at Oklahoma. Um, there's a lot of guys that would stay after and work with him because one Viney likes, and they still do to this day. Uh, Trey Brown's known for that. Motley is known for that. And he Viney likes to stay after I'm told because he wants to continue to work on his craft and coaching because ultimately that's what he wants to do. And when he gets that time, he wants to still be up and be able to, uh, teach and get, get the guys in the proper form and, their technique and make sure the footwork, make sure there's no fall steps, all the different things that go into uh, playing a defensive back that he's still up on the new techniques and the training, all that, and the new ideology when it comes to that position. So he stays after. He's worked hard to continue to stay in that mindset while working in the OU recruiting department. Uh, so do I think that it's going to go to that direction? No, I don't. Not right now. Do I think it could? Yes. So, uh, but at this point, no, I think they're looking for somebody that can be a big-time guy that can fill in the position that Ruffin left and help on the recruiting trail. We all know Viney can, but they need somebody that can also be the associate head coach and all that other guard that Ruffin was doing uh, that Lincoln needs and that staff. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's a good place to put it. We were – Going to do just a little bit to try to fill people in on what's going on. And we hit DeMarco Murray, which was the goal. Also hit the defensive position that is open, what we think. Again, subscribe. Become a VIP member at OUinsider.com. There are a tremendous amount of pin notes, which is inside information to the team. Lots of recruiting $1. going on. And, $1 the first month. And it is Yes, we got a special promotion going where the first month it only cost you a single dollar. So somebody is getting rich off of that, but it ain't us. All right, B. Uh, anything <laughs> All you want right, to add? I appreciate it. All right, deuces.